and your senses can't depict if the senses are if the energy is good or bad. Right. If you're not experienced. Yep. As a three-year-old, uh, when I first saw that shit, I wasn't afraid of it. I just said, you know what? I'm trying to fucking sleep. Go the fuck away. <laughs> um, it's like it's funny. I mean, looking back on here's another movie. Um, well, before we do that other movie, there, huh? Amityville Horror. Granted, they made a movie of it. Yeah, and they did, and I did a remake too. But now here's here's something that I'm still trying to figure out a Is lot. That- is that through almost every paranormal group that does this amity horror thing yeah of the house in the movie it's a full size house in the woods yeah but yet now years later or a decade later they they build the shit from the ground up they there have so many different ones like Amityville Horror House that's in Amityville. You got the Amityville Horror House, which is looks like a farmhouse. Yeah. For saying that, oh, this is the real house. It's not. Not from the movie. No. The movie is in the house is in a bunch of woods. There's nobody around around them, no other houses whatsoever for miles and miles and miles. You're talking about the country. No, this was supposed to be the real, the original Amityville Horror House, but they put it as The Conjuring to start it off. And then you have a a house that's supposed to be the Amityville Horror House. Yeah. That looks like a farm. Then you have one in Amityville that is really beautiful, saying this is the original Amityville Horror House. Yeah. to me, it's just like, it's not the right house. No. I've been in the fucking Amityville house you know, in New th- York. Th- there's, there's been, you know, here in the, on the East Coast, there's some in the Central Coast, there's some in the Pacific Coast, and there's some in the West Coast. And it's like almost each house is like totally different, but not the same exact way. Well, well figure... Uh, you got freaking. I mean, we're subscribed to you, some YouTubers that do that. Yeah. But. One, it's to get people to fucking follow it and see the fucking shit. Right. The other one is because it looks similar to the original house. Basically, like, if the windows, for example, the Amityville house, the windows are kind of shaped funny. Right. They'd see windows like that, they're thinking, uh, let's uh, kind of name it uh, their version of the Amityville. Right. The that's Conjuring... What, that's what led into the movie Conjuring that came out. Well, The Conjuring, uh, one, we, we both know that's based on real shit, which Ed and Lorraine did also. And... I still have my doubts on that, though. Well, you... Well, I... Unfortunately, LaForge couldn't bring me there. So I could tell... Uh, use... See, due to the fact he was kind of using me as a guinea pig. Uh, when it came to 
depicting if something is haunted or not. The way Zack did it, uh, was investigating it for his horror special, I think it was like two years ago. Or the year before. That would be the Demon House. Huh? That would be the Demon House? That's a documentary documentary movie. Oh, that's right. The Conjuring uh, episode that he did for Halloween, which he films the Halloween episodes early. Oh, yes. He... He was... Uh, due to the fact he got uh, the information from Dave Schrader and Jeff, the information he got lined up uh, with Jeff's. As Dave, well, Dave's information and Jeff's information were the same. Zach, on the other hand, he wasn't sure. And you could kind of tell with his intro. He wasn't sure because he never spoke to the people of the house right. that grew up there, except for one person. But knowing Zach, he probably he, when he heard that from Jeff and from Dave, he probably was like, "Well, there's got to be more to it." Yeah, there has to be something that's going to relate to what Dave told him, and also relate to what Jeff told him to connect. Well, I also we also uh, we also know that Zach even reached out to John Zaffis, who knew that history. Of course. And asked him, "Is this shit legit?" He said, "Zach, I've been in this in in this in this field for many years. That shit is legit. I've been in there. Uh-huh. Some, I think it's because because of the movie, due to the fact it's uh, spawned other ones. Uh-huh. The actual Conjuring movie is based basically on the legend." Of a woman who's uh, accused of being a witch, which caused the hauntings and stuff like that, but shockingly, Warner Brothers was able to get the accounts from Lorraine before she died. Mm-hmm. They, they, shockingly, Warner Brothers went with her. With her, uh, with her side, to get the right um, depiction through the actors, and I've stated this before: the woman who plays Lorraine has to be a fucking doppelganger of her or something. She looks exactly like her. The guy playing Ed, uh, he's a little thin in the face. Ed's face was a little bit bigger. But the original Conjuring movie, the way they did it, it was actually good. Mm-hmm. Not saying, yeah, it's going into my collection. No. I'm just saying the way they did it, like giving the, like, I hate using the word organic, but the organic acting of the people in the movie basically uh, brought out the climax of it which is something you don't fucking see anymore no um I think there's also uh there's supposed to be coming out with uh Conjuring 3 uh 
Titled The Devil Made Me Do It. But I haven't found anything on that. You haven't either. No. <laughs> no, I haven't. And I think the reason people are saying, oh, uh, it's The Conjuring House or it's The Amityville House, it's because of how the, the, the house or building look. Like, it's a twin of the original house or houses. That's what YouTubers do. Right. Me, on the other hand, if I was actually fully in a field of ghost hunting, unfortunately I'm not, but I want to be. <laughs> Me too. You can't depict something if it looks similar. Because then people are going to think, oh, that is the real one. The other ones aren't real. Let's go there. But the weird thing is, after Zack did that Halloween special of the actual Conjuring house, uh, I think it was CJ who actually went there to investigate it himself. Due to the fact that it's got new owners and stuff like that. And the neighbors of the house were telling him, uh, good luck trying to get the okay from the owner. Uh Because of the freaking movie that came out, people are going by there and trying to fuck with him. Oh, yeah. And that's that's shit I also don't like. Yeah, that was on on the news a long time ago. I (sighs) just don't remember what year. Huh? I just don't remember what year, but... It was a few years ago. I mean, Zach's special, I believe it was two years ago. Because the year before that, he did, like, serial killer ones. Yeah. Hi, bitches. <laughs> that's our little monkey. He's saying hello. Yeah. Is that, that for that story? That or he's trying to tell us, uh, it's time to get off and go have dinner. Well, I got one more. And yeah. this actually sounds kind of funny. Strange things that have washed up on a beach. Didn't you just read that one? No. I, thought you I never had a chance to read it. I saw the freaking title, like, a month ago. Oh. Well, I have an urban legend here. It's uh, State Trooper Recalls Christmas Eve. That would be an urban legend. Yeah. We'll end with that. Let me get through this one. All right. Weirdness washed ashore. It's almost a given that you'll find seashells, seaweed, and the occasional piece of driftwood on a seashore. But you wouldn't expect to see an unexploded bomb, hundreds of plastic eggs, or brand new motorbikes littering the sands. Some pretty weird things wash up on beaches around the world. So keep an eye up, keep an eye out the next time you're at the coast or at a beach. Let's go into this. Driftwood Covered in gooseneck barnacles. I don't know what the fuck a gooseneck barnacle is, but it's what it's described as. Auckland, New Zealand. Hundreds flock to Moriway Beach near Auckland, which um, Kevin Smith, who did Ares in Hercules as well as Xena, 
is from is actually from Auckland, New Zealand, and so isn't uh, Lucy Lawless. To catch, uh, let's see, uh, near Auckland, to catch a glimpse of this strange-looking object that had washed up in 2016, dubbed the Murray Way, or monster. Locals guessed it was everything from a uh, Maori uh, Maori canoe to an alien pod. But according, but this is what I'm looking at. Um, I don't know what the fuck Gooseneck Barnacles is, but I know what Driftwood is. Yeah. Okay, you know how we have seaweed. Yeah. And it was called always seaweeds. Before the name seaweed ever came around, yeah, seaweed was actually called barnacles. Gooseneck. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes, that's what. Uh, Way back in time, it's what pirates would call seaweed, barnacles. Okay. It's what sailors would call seaweed, barnacles. Okay. But according to the New Zealand Marine Sciences Society, the object was most likely a large piece of driftwood covered in gooseneck barnacles. Now we're going to England in the UK... Giant pipes. Morning walkers were greeted with a curious sight in August 2017, when vast sections of a plastic pipe were washed up on the sands between Witterton on Sea and Sea Palin uh, in Norfolk. The pipes, which reached lengths of up to 1,570 feet which is 478.5 meters, or millimeters, and an 8-foot, basically 2.4 millimeter, in diameter, had come loose from Norwegian tugs bound for Algeria following an accident with an Icelandic container ship. Okay, we're going to Germany for toy eggs. Children on Germany's North Sea Island, Lenegook, Leng, uh, Leng thought the Easter Bunny had come early in January 2017 as thousands of colorful plastic eggs floated on top onto its sandy beaches. The eggs which contained little toys, had washed ashore from a Danish freight container that had lost its contents in stormy weather. Locals, including children and tourists, congregated to help the clear up help with the clear up. Uh back in New Zealand and this sounds so nasty. Sacks of milk powder. Turanga, New Zealand. In January 12, uh, 2012, New Zealand's Wahai Beach was an unusual sight. The beach was covered in bags of milk powder. The aftermath of a cargo ship striking an offshore reef in 2011. 
the uh, Lib uh, Liberian flagged Rena Arena spilled 350 tons of oil and as many as 300 shipping containers. Which is why I don't do milk powder. Period. Okay, still in New Zealand. Cargo containers, Taranga, New Zealand. Apart from the containers and their contents, including the bags of milk powder and part-cooked burger patties, ew, the ship also caused New Zealand's worst maritime spill, causing widespread pollution. Some of the containers were carrying hazardous materials, as well as 1,700 tons of heavy fuel oil and 200 tons of marine diesel. Now, this, I can't believe, is actually a topic of what we're looking at, of what I'm looking at. Hairballs! Australia and in Europe. Yes, you heard me right. There's, looking at a picture of hairballs. Known as Ega Grofili, these strange hairy spheres are the remains of Pasadena, Pasadena Australis, a sea grass also known as Neptune grass that, that grows in large meadows around Australia's southern coast. The fibrous remains of the foliage can often wash up on seashores, especially after stormy weather and large round clumps. Ega gropili, gropili from Pasadena, Oshina, a species endemic to the Mediterranean, can also be found on beaches around Europe. Now we're going to the U.S. Ice balls! Lake Michigan. Anybody wants ice, ask them. You want ice balls with that? In the frigid depths of winter, a strange phenomena occurs in Lake Michigan. Perfectly formed ice balls can be seen floating in the water and lying along the shore side of the Great Lake. The balls, I'm going to say that again, the balls are shaped by the water after chunks break off from ice sheets. In January 2017, thousands of the balls collected on the beach on a beach at Port Sheldon. Sea cucumbers. Anybody know what a sea cucumber is? Because I've never fucking seen one. From the Cook Islands. If you go down to the beach on the Cook Islands, you might be in for a big surprise. Sea cucumbers. Lots of them. The seabed and seashore can be littered 
with the giant slug-like beasts. They might not look pretty, but these bloated creatures act as an important filter, similar to an earthworm. It's thought the islands are home to 14 different species of sea cucumber, including some that are eaten and others that are used for mis uh, uh, mis misodonal. Uh, not Mrs. Donald. Take a drink. Take a shot five times, and chug three, three beers or three mixers, whatever you're drinking. That are used for mis uh, medicinal purposes. The Cook Islands is an unusual pair of archipelago. Find out where. Find out why. Okay. Now we're going to the Arctic. Another place where it's very fucking cold. Bleached whale bones. The remote beaches of the Norwegian uh, archipelago of Svalbard have a stark and strange beauty. Especially if you stumble across the sinister looking old breached bones of a whale. Dead whales and walruses occasionally drift ashore in this arctic wilderness and are seized upon by polar bears and other wildlife. <laughs> Going back to balls. Tar balls. <laughs> Alabama and Louisiana, U.S. There's no doubting the damage done by an oil spillage impacts both the environment and communities for many years after the event. The picture I'm looking at, which makes for great radio, and you guys, visually you could probably get an image for yourself, are tar balls. Clumps of sticky oil, that's what she said and that's what he said, sand and shells at Gulf Shores, Alabama in 2010. Shortly after the Deepwater Horizon oil spillage. However, two years later, Hurricane Isaac wrecked havoc to the southern states and the tarballs, tarballs, returned along, along Alabama and uh, Louisiana coastline, including Elmer's, Elmer's Island. Okay, now we're going to Thailand. Crud oil. The idyllic, the idyllic white sands of Ao Prao Beach in Thailand's Koa Samet are bla uh, bladed, bladed with a film and gobbets of crud oil in 2013 when 50,000 Leaders spilled offshore during a faulty transfer operation between a tanker and a seabed pipeline. The thick oil slick off also floated off the shoreline. A huge cleanup operation was deployed with soldiers and volunteers working to clear the hazardous site. 
Now we're going to Greece. A stranded ship. Zek Zekinthos. The haunted haunting sight of the stranded and rusting MV Pagna Giatis was attracted has had attracted curious tourists. Since it first washed up on the Greek island shores in October 1980, the carcass has been on the northeast side of the island ever since. The story of how she came to, to run aground is much debated. But one theory is that she was used for smuggling and abandoned when the crew, when the crew, not Q, crew, were being pursued by the Navy on their way to Piraeus uh, from Al Albania. Okay, now we're going to the UK England and the UK. Portuguese Man of War, which is uh, oversized fucking jellyfish. This strangely beguiling creature is the deadly, and I'm looking at the photo of it. You visually use your minds. Beguiling creature is the deadly Portuguese Man of War. One of the hundreds found beached or seen floating around the south Cornwall. I'm going to say that again. Cornwall! Coast in September 2017. The balloon-like cr creatures were blown. I'm going to say that again. Blown! In from the Atlantic by strong winds... And were also seen in Devon, Dorset, and Wales in unprecedented numbers. Okay, still in England and the UK. Heavy timber! Masses of heavy timber washed ashore in Dorset in January 2008 after the MV Ice Prince. Uh, 328 foot, 100 kilometers, or millimeters, Greek registered cargo ship sank in the English Channel. The ship lost more than 2,000 tons of her 5,260 ton timber cargo, which found its way across the waves to Dorset's beaches. Worthing Beach, Worthing Beach on the south coast was closed so heavy machinery could clear the timber. But that's not before people braved the waves to make off with some of it. What the fuck are you gonna do with fucking timber? A similar incident this is still in the UK in England. A similar incident happened in 2009 with tens of thousands of planks of timber washed up from Russian registered ship the Sengersk Senegursk along with Kentish along the Kentish coast coast the beach began the beach between Ramsgate 
and broad stairs was covered with scores of timber planks which were uh, plundered by ant enterprising locals. Now that's one way to get wood for free. Back into the U.S. in South Carolina. A stranded boy. Basically the thing that you see in the ocean bobbing up and down. That's a buoy. Buoy, that's what I said. No, you say buoy. A, a buoy is an airplane. Huh? A buoy is an airplane. A buoy is that thing that pops up and down like a bowling pin. A large red buoy was spotted lying on its side by walkers on a stretch of shore between South Forest and Cloigny uh, beaches in the island of Hilton Head in South Carolina in September 2017. The U.S. Coast Guard buoy uh, was washed ashore during, during tropical, tropical Storm Irma. It was later identified as buoy number eight and had been carried around, carried about eight nautical miles, which is 15 kilometers, to the beach by strong waves. Back to Australia. A historic shipwreck. Australia's Fraser Island is no stranger to ship. To shipwrecks. 23 wrecks were recorded in its waters between 1856 and 1935 when SS Mohino crashed ashore. The mighty steamship, which was built in 1905, was one of the first turbine driven tr steamers. It plied a regular route between Sydney in Auckland before being used as a hospital ship during the First World War. It was decommissioned in 1935 and was being towed to Japanese shipwreckers when a cyclone snapped the tow chain and left the vessel drifting. Another, still in Australia, another ship, historic shipwreck being the SS Mahino, was missing for almost two days until it was found beached on Fraser Island. Attempts to refloat her were unsuccessful and her decaying remains have been part of the striking landscape ever since. The wreck was also used as a target for bombing practice by the, by the Royal Australian Air Force in the Second World War. It's now a popular tourist attraction. That's great. Pack up the kids and go, hey, you want to see a shipwreck? Okay, we're still in Australia. Toothbrushes. On Whitsundy Islands. Unfortunately, washed up plastic on beaches is far from the strange sight. Or far from a strange sight, but a bizarre number of worn toothbrushes were found at Genesta Bay in Queensland, Whitsunday, 
Whitsunday Islands. These were collected by a skipper at Echo Resort, the Whitsunday Wilderness Lodge, as part of its cleanup exertions. Okay. Now we're going back to the UK and England. Vault. Okay. Valuable cargo. They usually deserted Branscombe Beach, a stretch of shingle along the, the Jurassic Coast in Devon, was a scene of unusual activity. On a cold day in January 2007, the shore was strewn with valuable cargo that was washed ashore in shipping containers from the, stri from the stricken container ship MSC Napoli. That had been damaged in a storm. The appearance of the cargo, which included motorbikes, cosmetics, auto parts, golf clubs. If you watch golf on TV, it's like watching flies fuck. Sneakers, empty wine barrels, and camcorders. Swifty prompted looting as people swooped on the beach to claim the valuable items while other curious locals arrived to help the clear up. The police eventually shut the beach down to prevent more looting. However, as this image, uh, the image I'm looking at, from January 2008 demonstrates, car parts were still being spotted a year after the event. Okay, this is this happens worldwide. Jellyfish swarms. Marooned jellyfish is a common sight in beaches around the world. But in May 2017, mega swarms of the jelly-like creatures include including a large barrel jellyfish covered beaches in Wales and other parts of the UK. The unusually high numbers were due to warm weather, increasing plankton, and drawing the gelatinous creatures inshore. In Australia's Queensland, a beach was described as looking like bubble wrap by an onlooker in 2017 when masses of blue blubber jellyfish uh, carpeted the sands and it does look like freaking jelly it does look like bubble wrap okay we're going back to Australia sea foam in Queensland Queenslanders are used to some pretty unusual phenomena phenomena on their beaches including masses of sea foam that can bubble up at certain times of the year. The thick, thick, soap-like foam often appears after storms. It's formed when dissolving organic matter in the ocean is churned up. 
Cyclone Debbie in March 2017 saw beaches closed as masses of white foam were whipped were whipped up by the crashing waves. It even appeared to be snowing in some towns as the wind blew the foam upwards. <laughs> Is it fucking snowing? Australia, still. Boats in Queensland. Cyclone Debbie caused damage to property, unleashing boats from their moorings and smashing them on rocks before they were washed ashore. Huge trees and door frames were also lifted and flung across beaches in the intense winds. Okay, what? Sounds like something you hear in Florida. <laughs> yeah, you're swinging around something in the fucking wind and you slam into a fucking sign. <laughs> oh, shit! Oh, damn. We love it here! Bunch of dumbasses. Okay, now we're going to Iceland. Iceberg chunks. This striking black sand beach, and I'm actually looking at black sand, in Iceland becomes even more beautiful when huge chunk, huge hulks of sparkling ice are strewn across it. Known as Diamond Beach, it's located by the, oh god, Jokulas Shrump, Shrump, bleh, Six Shots. Jukulsalone Glacial Lagoon in southeast Iceland. Ice chunks from Vetna Jokul, Europe's great, uh, Europe's largest geysler, are largely washed out to to sea are regularly washed out the sea, polished by the waves, and deposited on the beach, where they glisten like diamonds. The ice pieces can be thousands of years old. Uh. Okay, we're going back to the UK. Just as UK doesn't say England. Mermaid's purse. Now I'm looking at it. It. The empty egg cases of sharks often get washed up on UK beaches and be and be found among the seaweed. Known as mermaid's purse, the tough leathery looking cases protect the embryo of sharks skate and rays each one contains a single embryo this specimen belongs to the specimen I'm looking at belongs to a cat shark also known as a dogfish holy fuck Australia again. Shark egg case. 
I'm going to say that again because that sounded like a mouthful. Shark egg case. Strange corkscrew-shaped egg cases washed ashore in Western Australia and are likely to belong to a Port Jackson shark. Be a great white or whatever. The egg cases of Port Jackson and horn sharks have ridges which helps keep them safely wedged among rocky nooks and crevices and less likely, likely to be washed away or eaten by a predator. The baby shark will hatch six to ten months later and the empty cases can sometimes be swept ashore. That sounds... Anybody out there wants, want eggs? Probably not now. Sydney, Australia. A seaweed well. Sydney's normally scenic Coleroy Beach was closed to the public during 2018 after a huge buildup of kelp on the shore. The smelly mass formed a potentially dangerous seaweed well that was nearly 7 feet, which is 2.1 miles um, millimeters tall. Now, uh, okay, we're going to Croatia. Uh, Megalodon tooth. It's not only seas that unveil all sorts of surprising items either. This the impressive tooth of a megalodon, which was well over 20 feet, 6 uh, millimeters long, was found in a river around 37 miles, 60 kilometers, from capital... Uh, Zagreb in 2015. The colossal teeth or tooth of this extinct shark-like monster are highly prized by fossil hunters as these giant prehistoric predators are often regarded as one of the largest and most powerful to have ever lived on Earth. And looking at the picture, it's a big ass fucking tooth and it's black that's why I always that's why it's always said the great white is the megalodon's ancestor going to the England and the UK second world war bunker it's made of stone how the fuck does that wash up on a shore The result of coastal, e coastal erosion. This bunker might not have been washed in by the sea directly, but it's still a rather uh, peculiar sight. An island of Chepe in Kent. Concrete bunkers such as what I'm looking at, or what you're visualizing, were built as part of Britain's coastal defenses during the Second World War. 
Hong Kong. We're going to now. Face masks. Most of Hong Kong's 7.4 million residents. Yeah, I'm going to say that again. 7.4 million residents in Hong Kong are used are used to wearing face masks. Even before CV19 uh, due to pop, pop, uh, pollution and other health concerns. However, the CV outbreak has seen a huge spike in demand for face masks as well as discarded masks littering Hong Kong's beaches. As surgical masks are made of polypropylene, if I said that wrong, sorry, a type of plastic that breaks down extremely slowly. There are concerns the waste poses a huge threat to marine life. Okay, now we're going to France. <laughs> Garfield-shaped phones in Brittany. <laughs> I had one of those as a kid. I'm looking at one. <laughs> the eyes would close when you hang it up. When you're talking on it, the eyes would open. I loved that phone. During the 1980s, Novelty plastic phones in the shape of the infamous lasagna-eating cartoon cat, Car Garfield, which was voiced by Bill Murray in the movie, began appearing on beaches in Brittany. The mystery wasn't solved until March 2019, however, when a shipping container filled with the devices washed up during a storm some 30 years before was found in a sea cave. And that's it for that story. Uh, Man, do I miss those phones. Now I know what happened to the rest of them. Okay. Now that I'm done with my stories for today, we st I still have a shitload to go through. Uh... You want to finish off with the uh, urban legend? Um. Well, it's kind of long. Okay, um, we'll do that one now. But there is a video of it from YouTube, so I will try to implement that into this podcast show somehow. <laughs> but uh, it's State Trooper Recalls Christmas Eve, and this was December 24th of 2014. So I will put that video into this podcast where it plays out entirely for you guys and then I'll have it up online in a few days so stay tuned for more updates coming at your way if you want to check out our website it's everythingparanormal.gear.host backslash ep.html and you can find almost anything there of what we've done yep and how the site's been changing a lot. I've been getting a little medieval crazy on it. Uh, all of our podcast shows are there. Uh, mobile device, which is up in the link for mobile devices like cell phones, tablets, whatever, has been updated. Yeah. finally did that today. So all you have to do is just click on the mobile devices and then poof, 
all the shows from 1 to 16 is up there. So that'll do it for me for right now. Paramike. I'm Paralar. And we say good night. Bye. <laughs> I'll tell you a story from my highway patrol days. As simply call this my Christmas Eve. The hour is late. Should go to bed. Near midnight, I believe. But memories keep me wide awake this snowy Christmas Eve. Yes, memories of my kids moved on. Each has their separate life. Now the holidays have changed since angels took my wife. The toys, the food, the Christmas cheer. My wife would bear the load because I would work most holidays. State trooper on the road. Just sitting in my easy chair so many years retired, I reminisce on times gone by and all that has transpired. Of all the many happenings that seemed to come to light, a multitude of them occurred right on this very night. A drunken woman in Iraq who died on Christmas Eve leaves memories of a tragic case most people can't believe. I had to drive to where she lived to tell her next of kin. Found the run-down mobile home she had been living in. The person answering the door, I still recall today, a little girl about four years old, she said, I'm Sue McKay. I asked her if her dad was home and felt the longest pause. She said, my daddy ran away. You must be Santa Claus. My mommy said you'd come tonight if I just stayed in bed and bring a pretty doll for me. It's what my mommy said. I broke the law that Christmas Eve, did not call child's care. They'd merely put her in a room and that I couldn't bear. I picked her up and took her home. My wife tucked her in bed and wrapped the pretty doll for her, just like her mommy said. Adopted by a loving home and soon they moved away. I won't forget that Christmas Eve and little Sue McKay. Another bitter Christmas Eve, a blizzard to behold had left a family in the ditch just trapped there in the cold by grace of god i spotted them all cold and gaunt with fright drove them to a motel room to safely spend the night one christmas eve a homeless man shivering and wet was trying hard to get a ride i'm sure he'd never get i picked him up and drove him to a diner on the hill to warm his bones and left him with a five dollar bill strange how when you're all alone memories you recall. You think of everything you've done. Was it worth it all? I think about my God, my job, my children, and my wife. Would I do it all the same? Could I relive my life? Then comes a knock upon my door. This late, who could it be? A neighbor? Or a Santa Claus come to visit me? The figure standing in the cold gives me a sudden fright. A trooper with that solemn look. Dear God, who's died tonight? I'm flashing back through bygone years and how I'd often stood on someone's porch to bring them news and it was never good. Is this how life gets back at me for misery I've induced where pain I've caused some other folks has now come home to roost? But looking in the trooper's eyes, my mind is in a whirl. I see a pleasant countenance. The trooper is a girl. She smiled and reached to shake my hand, and silence wasn't broken till a tear rolled down her cheek, and then she softly spoke. I'm sure you don't remember me, but thought I'd stop and say, God bless you on this Christmas Eve. I'm Trooper Sue McKay. <laughs>